Hey, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with this psychic sister. This is Katie Weaver. It's Friday night, and I am coming to you with my pop-up show. So if you are listening or watching live uh, or listening to a replay, I want to welcome you to True Crime Paranormal. Normally for the pop-up show, I do something obscure, you know, some weird crime, something off the something strange. But you know, I just couldn't do that today because there is another missing woman in Florida who really needs some attention. Her family needs our help. You guys need to hear about this case. So rather than do something a little quirky and weird like I normally would do for a pop-up, we're going to do a very current missing persons case. Uh, We're opening this investigation, so I'm sure there will be more to come on this case as more information becomes available. So I want to tell you about this beautiful girl. Her name is Mia Marcano. She's 19 years old. She is a college student living in Orlando. And she is missing. She went missing a week ago. Give you a couple more looks at Mia here. So she was last seen on September 24th. She was last seen at the Arden via apartment complex near University Boulevard and Rouse Road. She was born April 26, 2002. She is 19. She is a black woman with brown hair and green eyes. She is five foot tall. She weighs 130 pounds. Those are the basic deets. So let's get into what is going on with her. So I'm going to take you through the timeline of her disappearance. So last Friday, September 24th, at 3 p.m., this was the last time that the main person of interest in the case, a man named Armando Manuel Caballero, Caballero, Caballero probably, Uh, he tells deputies this, was the last time he saw her was around 3 p.m. on Friday. At 4.30 p.m., according to the records of the apartment complex, a maintenance master key fob was used to enter Mia's apartment at Ardenvia. There was no maintenance uh, order and there was no reason for anyone to be in her apartment. This was about 30 minutes before she would have gotten off her shift at Ardenvia. At 5 p.m., she had been texting. Mia's aunt had been texting with her about walking home, and she didn't get any response, which is weird because normally she's in uh, a lot of uh, contact with her family, really, really close to her family, and normally she had a lot of contact with them. But nothing. And then she was supposed to get on the plane. She was actually supposed to get on a plane at 1030 that evening and fly home to visit her family who lived in another part of Florida. And to to Fort Lauderdale. 
So she was supposed to get on the plane at 1030. She did not. So her family goes to the airport to pick her up. She's not there. She didn't get on the plane. Again, very, very weird. They, that's never happened before. She's always in close contact. They can't get a hold of her. They're really worried. They immediately feel like something is wrong. So they get in the car and they drive to Orlando. And they get there in the middle of the night. Turns out her roommate is not there. Her roommate is weirded out by whatever's going on there and is not there. So they get a hold of her and she comes and unlocks the apartment and lets them in. And the rest of the apartment's undisturbed, but her bedroom is a little off. The necklace that she always wears is broken and on the floor. Uh, there's blood on her pillow and her bedroom's a little haphazard, which is also strange for her. And so they're getting really nervous. Like, where in the world is Mia? What in the hell has happened, right? So they go uh, back out into the parking lot and they are, you know, asking, what do we do? They're calling the police. Well, her aunt encounters this creepy guy in his car. And he says to her, are you looking for Mia? And she says, who are you? And he says, I'm the maintenance guy here. Are, I heard you were looking for me. And she was like, what? So she, who the hell is this? So she just walks away from him and is like, that was really weird. Well, the more they start talking to Mia's friends, the more they learn that the maintenance guy has been harassing Mia for a while. Again, this is Armando. So Armando apparently has been trying to get something going with her for a while. And she has continually uh, rebuffed him. I guess uh, he had been texting her a lot and she told him he had to stop. But remember, they both work for the apartment complex. They both work there. Isn't she beautiful, Anna? Yeah. They both work there. So she sees him all the time. But he's creepy and he keeps asking her out and she keeps telling him no. So this has kind of been a theme for a while. Uh, in knocking on doors and talking to other residents there, because again, this poor frantic family is trying to figure out where in the world she is. They find out that he's been creepy with a lot of women that live there and nobody likes this guy. They're really weirded out by him. So family is in the process of trying to report her as a missing person and struggling. And they decide to keep an eye on him. Because it sure looks to them like something's up with this weirdo, right? So on Sunday in the morning, her family follows him or finds him at San Jose Apartments. This is where he lives. And they make a video of him on their phone. And I'm going to share that video with you. Let me go ahead and pull that up. Why, why haven't they gone in, gone into his apartment? Why didn't they search him? But he had a screwdriver in his front, the passenger side. Let's do more to Hold on. We watch him. That he's, he's been. Kaylee, say that. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did that stomach, happen? My stomach, my stomach, my stomach, my stomach. 
My only joy? How the fuck did that happen? What is he doing? What is he taking out? He's taking out. He has gloves. He has gloves. He has gloves in his hands. He has gloves. Gloves and what else? A blank, the blanket. Oh my god, the that is my blanket. Oh, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, you heard that right. He gets out of the car, he's barefoot, he has a backpack, gloves, and he is carrying what it was grandma's blanket that, uh. Mia had with her. Yeah. So at this point, the police have actually, they have questioned him briefly and let him go. And they're working on getting a warrant for him. So that evening, there is a prayer vigil for Mia. Pretty much the whole apartment complex knows now that she's missing. Everybody's very on edge. Well, the next morning on Monday, September 27th, at about 10.30 in the morning, at the Sable Club Apartments, which apparently is a place that Armando used to work, in a garage that's used for storing paint, Armando is found dead via suicide. So before they could get a warrant and get him arrested, he kills himself. Yeah. So the search goes on. And all week long, they have been searching all of the apartments. So remember, now we have three different apartment complexes involved. We have the apartment complex he killed himself at, the one he lived at, and the one where they both worked and where Mia lived. So now there are all of these places to search. Well, finally, uh, they start getting some data back, some cell phone pings back. And so they finally start searching. Authorities finally start searching a little bit deeper. You know, of course, they start at the Sable Club you know, because of course everyone's wondering, could she be in stashed in an apartment somewhere at the Sable Club or at either of the other places, right? And they start looking in the woods around the Sable Club. They look uh, around the Colonia Landing and Blanchard Park area. People start trying to move out of Arden Villa because they don't feel safe there anymore. And residents that live there are saying that they can't get uh, anyone from their main office to answer a phone call or call them back. And people don't want to live there anymore. For pretty obvious reasons. Well, on Wednesday, deputies come back to Arden Villa and they search that entire area again for Mia. Uh, they're searching wooded areas around that area. I guess there's some rivers and lakes near Ardenvia. 
And so they search for like a 30 mile radius and come up with nothing. Basically every night her family is gathering for a prayer vigil and a lot of people are coming and, you know, helping to search. This is becoming really, really frantic. So on Thursday, some other group, an independent search group called the Marco Patriots shows up. Uh, they have 10 members and a search dog not affiliated with the sheriff's office. They're just trying to help be a part of the uh, the solution because something is terribly wrong here, obviously. So at 2 p.m. on Thursday, yesterday, uh, the sheriff, John Mina, provides an update. And he says that the search now includes Volusia County. He says there are 60 detectives participating in the search. Uh, as of yesterday, the FBI was providing technical resources, but as of today, the FBI is officially joining the search, which is really good news for her family. Later in the afternoon, they announced that they're going to start searching New Smyrna, New Smyrna Beach, because that is the last place that his cell phone pinged. Uh, and so now they're really wondering if it's possible that she is in that area. So that's where the search carried on today and basically where they are looking at this point. And that's about it so far. Uh, we do know that he had a criminal history. It looks like he had had a, a charge for uh, threatening to blow something up. And so I'm going to look deeper into his, uh, you know, his criminal history. I think there's more there that I need to probably just do a whole episode on, but that's basically what we know right now. So what we do know is that Mia is still missing, that the person of interest is dead, and that there is a big manhunt going on in Florida for her right now in the Orlando area. So keep an eye out. There are some, uh, her family has formed an Instagram page to help with leads. So you can watch for that, uh, uh, searching for Mia there. And of course, keep an eye on the news in that area. And we will continue to track this case and report on it as well. But uh, she needs the same level of attention. You know what I'm going to say that Gabby got. She does. Somebody saw something. In every one of these cases, you guys, somebody saw something. Maybe they didn't know what they saw. Maybe they didn't understand what they were seeing, but somebody saw something. So what I'm going to do is share her missing posters on True Crime Paranormal on Facebook. So if you would not mind going to find that uh, and sharing it to your pages, to your social media, uh, share this episode if you feel drawn, but let's do everything we can to help uh, give a signal boost to Mia's case and to support her family. Uh, you know, they're, they're going through health. This is a horrific time. Anna said that death says too much. Has he done this before? It sounds like he's been in trouble before for harassing women. Yes. He was 27. Uh, she is 19. He was quite a lot older than her. Uh, and yes, it sounds like there's been some other stuff with him. I think we'll probably do a deep dive into him and, and do a whole episode just only on, on him. It sounds like there's probably enough uh, info out there about him alone to do that on Armando. Uh, one thing that wasn't totally corroborated, I did see a clip on 
Twitter of a neighbor saying that she saw him climb out of a window in that apartment uh, in late in the night, uh, not too long before her family got there. Uh, I didn't share it because, um, well, partly because it was in Spanish. <laughs> so that might have been fine for some of you. <laughs> but um, because I don't speak Spanish, I didn't know exactly what she said. I didn't want to misrepresent. But there is a neighbor saying that she uh, did see him climbing out a window. So there seems to be some pretty, uh, you know, decent evidence. His car has been towed. His apartment has been uh, locked down. There are obviously lots of searches going on right now. But for the most part right now, now that he's not on the planet, law enforcement is much more concerned right now with finding Mia. So that's what's happening. So I will keep you abreast. Please, uh, again, share if you feel drawn. I will share her missing poster. There is a $15,000 reward for information that, uh, you know, leads to her, uh, to them finding her uh, at this point. I think her family can just use all the help they can get. So there you have it. Christy will be back with another pop-up tomorrow. We'll be back Monday with all of our regular uh, occurring cases. You guys take care. Have a good weekend. Please take good care of yourselves. You sure do deserve that. This has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care.